Hey sister friend, welcome to the Shades of Trauma Healing Podcast. I'm Jenny L. Taylor, a trauma coach, trauma thriver, and daughter of God, living loved. This space is for you sisters who want to begin healing and living fully, but the effects of childhood trauma keeps you stuck, scared, and unfulfilled. I'm so glad you're here. In this podcast, you'll receive trauma education, practical strategies, biblical applications, and motivational tips to support your trauma healing journey. So grab your journal, settle into your favorite spot, and let's get started. Today, I want to share with you six tips to help you prepare for your trauma healing journey. I enjoy traveling a lot. I get really excited when I think about the destination, why I want to go there and what I will do when I get there, the memories I could make, the new things that I can learn. But before I even enjoy all these things, I have to prepare. That's just my personality. I won't over plan and over prepare because I do want to enjoy some spontaneity while I'm on the trip, but I don't want to be so underprepared either that I end up on an episode of worst vacation ever. If I'm going to a place that is completely unknown, I've never been there before, I will do a bit of research. I will research the hotel where I'm going to rest and hang out when I'm not exploring the city. I'll make sure or I'll want to know that it's a safe space with things for me to do while I'm on the compound. I will also look at the weather for the entire stay. That would help me pack my clothing accordingly and it would also help me know when to schedule any excursions or trips while I'm there. I also look at the currency, even though these days everywhere you go, you can use your bank card, but I like going into the heart of a city where I'm visiting and sometimes they only take cash there. I also want to know what the conversion rate is. So I know when I'm purchasing things exactly how much I'm spending so I can manage my holiday budget. I also look at dangers or red flags, crime in the area where I'll be staying, recent news. Is there anything that I need to be concerned about just before I leave? I take a cursory glance of places I could visit. I like going to museums and historical sites to get to know about the culture and the people. So I look at where this is in proximity to the hotel. Of course, I have to know what the food is like. There are things I eat, things I don't eat. So it's important to know that I would be nourished while I'm on holiday. When I get there, I like to book an official tour with a guide to take me around the city and point out tourist attractions or highlights. Then if while I'm on tour, I see a place that's really interesting, I go back later on my own time once it's safe enough to do so and explore that area fully to get a more authentic experience. While I'm on holiday, I have a contingency plan. So if things don't go as they should, I am covered. Some of my plans include medical travel insurance, insurance for my rental car. If I'm going to a place where I have friends at the destination, I let them know when I'm getting there. I have their contact details. So if anything should happen, I have a point of contact. 
while I'm on holiday as well, I want to make sure that my home is protected. So I ensure a trusted friend could check on my place while I'm away. I also plan to take pictures and videos to capture the experience of my holiday. So when I get back home, I can relive that experience either with my friends, with my loved ones, or in my private time because I get to reminisce and see things through different eyes while I reflect. The preparation for a vacation or holiday is not quite unlike the preparation for your trauma healing journey. Sure, you may not know what the final destination of healing would look or feel like, but there is hope for a better life that prompts you to start the journey. While on your journey, you will learn new things about yourself, about others, your family, and even human nature. You will get to experience new ways of living and thinking as you begin healing. You will see the world differently and even find yourself taking small steps towards deeper connections with other people. The trauma healing journey takes time and patience. If I'm being honest, it takes a lot of mental, emotional, and sometimes even physical work. And it's all so worth it. The healing journey provides the opportunity to experience healthier relationships with self and others, and it can encourage you to be more courageous. As you deal with past hurts and fears, you become more emotionally balanced and less triggered by external factors or perceptions of threats. Healing opens the door for you to live more authentically and fully and helps you step into your full potential and God-designed purpose. That just sounds wonderful, doesn't it? In order to experience any of this though, you must take the first step towards healing. I know, I know, I just told you that you may not know what the other side may look like. I gave you some examples, but you don't know what it would look like for your specific situation. I also said that it's going to be hard work, and yet I'm inviting you to take the first step. Absolutely, yes, but I won't leave you hanging. I will provide you with those six tips to help you prepare to take the first step. Tip number one, know your why. Why do you want healing, sister friend? Some of the reasons could be, I don't want to be in pain anymore, or I'm tired of feeling scared and emotionally dysregulated. I'm tired of always feeling like I need to control people and my world in order to feel safe, but I still don't actually achieve any sense of safety. These are all valid reasons and certainly made my list when I decided to pursue healing. And they worked for a while. However, I found a stronger pull or motivating factor that kept me taking step after step on my journey. I reframed my why in the language of possibilities and what I wanted to see. Examples would be, I want to experience true joy that comes from the inside out. I want to be courageous enough to do things I like, even if it scares me. I want to live out my full potential. I want to heal so I can enjoy deeper social connections. What is your why? List both what you don't want to see and what you do want to experience in the future. Tip number two, do a bit of research. 
I know everyone's brain works differently. Some of you would love research and some of you would not. Do what works for your personality and your learning style. In episode two, I discussed the ACES study and read through the questionnaire. This could be a start for you. Start by taking the questionnaire to do some research, read up about the results and what they indicate for you, how it shows up in your life. And once you get an idea of what you're dealing with, then look up how people heal and search for motivational stories of people who were where you are, but went on to live healed and happy lives. You can find such people online through books and podcasts on YouTube, or you can even find these heroes in your own family or in your community. Explore what types of therapies or strategies usually work to promote the type of healing you want. Begin exploring the options for the type of help you need. And the options can come in the form of coaching, therapy groups, prayer groups, support groups. There are so many resources out there. Look up the one that you think would be most appropriate for you that you're ready to take your first step towards. Tip number three, select an appropriate professional guide. When I'm selecting a holiday tour guide, I want someone who knows the city firsthand. I remember watching shows like The Apprentice UK and usually there was a tour challenge where the candidates had to put on a tour and they had to memorize the facts of the area, then present this tour to people in a way that was memorable and meaningful. Kudos to those contestants who did that, but no thank you, that's not for me. I want a tour guide who has been there, who knows the city inside out, who has a lived experience and can give me information I can't just read in books. You can decide what you need in your professional guide and allow that person to help you navigate the journey from trauma to healing. I would recommend that you find a good fit for your personality and attachment style. And don't be alarmed if you have to see two or three professionals before you find the right fit. Don't be discouraged. Think of it as you're looking for the right guide who will point out what you need and who would be able to take you where you want to go. There are many online directories for coaches, counselors, or therapists. One particular site, which is Psychology Today, this seems to be the most popular, and I would put a link in the show notes for this site. Once you're in your chosen directory, you can select the preferences you want. Most sites would allow you to select professionals by city, gender, age, types of service offered, language, faith, and so on. You can use this to narrow down the professional profiles that you want to read and explore. Fortunately, most professionals offer a free consultation where you have the opportunity to get a feel for if the person and their style would be a good fit for you. Other places where you can find professional guides could be through referrals from your family doctor. If you have friends who are seeking help, maybe they can recommend people that they have seen or had experience with. A lot of times churches have references or referrals to mental health or support professionals and many workplaces now have a list of professionals that they recommend to their employees. 
you have many options and places that you can go to select and choose a professional guide for your healing journey. Tip number four, explore areas of interest. While getting help from your professional, you will get to know more about yourself and you'll probably go to places that you've never been before. Get curious and like the guided tour, you would learn about therapies and strategies and modalities. These are ways to treat the effects of trauma. Once you hear about a specific strategy or modality, you can look into this in your own free time, understand what it entails and decide if that would be a good fit for your particular situation. Outside the coaching or therapy room, you may have assignments to do. Take time to go deeper into what was revealed during session or what was assigned to you. Really dig into it, read around the subject areas, then take back anything that you learn to your mental health professional for further exploration. Lasting progress is made when you begin practicing and applying what you learn both inside and outside the therapy sessions. And if you take time to do your research and read up and explore, the more you learn, the more you understand, the more you can apply and the more you can begin to see change. Tip number five, get additional supports. As you begin and continue your healing journey, you want to have supports back home. And in this case, home could be your household, your extended family. It could be close friends or even your church community. Often when Christian women begin seeking help, they keep it a secret. And I often hear the statement, nobody needs to know my business. I'm not advocating that you go tell any and everyone about what you're doing. However, your journey to healing will be emotional. You will be vulnerable at times, so you will need support. Think of two to three safe and trustworthy people you can share your plans with. Let them know how you would like them to support you and get confirmation of whether or not they feel they can provide the kind of support you need. This is not the time to isolate my sister friend. Healing happens in relationships. So as far as possible, get another sister in your corner to support you in your journey. Another tip would be to create an emotional safety plan for between sessions. This is all under tip number five, getting additional support. Your emotional plan could include soothing activities. What type of soothing activities do you enjoy? Do you enjoy music, taking walks, dancing, working with your hands, exercising, taking long baths, going to the sauna? You decide what is soothing for you. And soothing means it relaxes both your body and your mind. As Christian women, having a devotional life or meditative practice is usually supportive. And by meditation, I don't mean emptying your mind and allowing it to be filled with whatever comes in. That's not the type of meditation I practice or encourage. The devotional life and meditative practice means spending time in God, digesting his word, reading it over and over, looking at what his promises mean for the people in the Bible and for you as well. You can also read your why a few times a week 
to remind yourself of where you want to be and give you the encouragement you need to keep going. And finally, practice self-compassion. As you deal with your trauma and the effects of trauma, some days you may not have all the energy that you need to give to every area of your life that calls for your attention. Notice that you are working with diminished energy resources at times. Speak to your professional about it and know that sometimes you have to lay down some of the balls that you are juggling in order to promote self-care, self-soothing, and coming back to a relaxed state and a renewed level of energy. Tip number six, keep a record. The type of record you keep is up to you. You may have such painful experiences that you don't want that on paper, and that's not what I'm talking about. However, if you are comfortable writing down your experiences and it is supportive for your healing, then by all means, do what you need to do to support your healing. What I'm referring to in terms of recording is more noticing the changes in your thinking and the behavior and your emotions. I personally enjoy journaling and I would write down the areas of change that I notice in thinking, behavior and emotions. I would write down the good, the bad and the painful. But you see, journaling is therapeutic for me. It helps me to get the thoughts out of my head and it helps me to problem solve at times. It certainly helps me to express difficult emotions or even to face the reality of difficult situations. As I began to understand my trauma responses and the impact of my childhood trauma in my actions, thinking and behavior, I began writing them down as prayers for healing. As I continued to journal over the years, I would look back to see how certain situations changed and not just the situations, but how I thought about the situations. And I smiled at the changes that I see today. I also really like rereading the prayers for healing and seeing how God answered those as well. It encourages me to keep going because I can read and see that change is possible. I'm not who I used to be and I'm yet to experience all that God wants me to be. And that to me is exciting. Journaling may not be your thing. And you may enjoy activities like painting, poetry, taking pictures, scrapbooking, or expressing yourself through musical playlists. Whatever works for you, choose what is supportive for you and choose a way that you can record your journey and your progress to healing because this will come in really handy on the days when you feel like nothing is changing. You can reflect on where you have been and how you have changed and be encouraged that change will continue. And there you have it, my sister friends, the six tips to help you prepare for your healing journey. Just to recap, tip number one, know your why. Tip number two, do a bit of research. Tip number three, select an appropriate professional guide. Tip number four, explore areas of interest. Tip number five, get additional support. And tip number six, keep a record. I am excited that you are listening to this episode as my hope is that you're getting ready for or perhaps continuing your healing journey. And I hope you find these six tips helpful. 
You may not know your destination and what it would look like. You know you want healing, but the picture of it hasn't fully formed yet. And I want to leave you with this passage from Jeremiah 30, 17a. It tells us what God has in store. It says, I will give you back your health and heal your wounds, says the Lord. My sister friend, your healing awaits. Be courageous. Take that first step towards your healing. The Lord is with you. If this podcast encouraged, inspired, or taught you something, do share it with another sister friend who needs support in her healing journey. I would also love for you to go to Apple Podcast right now and leave a review for the show. Thanks for listening. I'm cheering for your healing. Until next week, breathe and be blessed.